and welcome to TLDR. I'm Luke. And I'm Tony. And on today's episode, we've got a bit of a potpourri for you. We're going to do a check-in on our Mass Effect Insanity playthrough. Yep. We're going to talk about an article uh, put out by Kotaku on why Andromeda sucked yep. in so many ways. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about Anthem, the new game announced by Bioware at E3. Project Dylan. Project Dylan. Oh, so pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder is. if that line, just to cut ahead, about it being the Bob Dylan of video games is going to kill that before it comes out just because people are going to keep referencing it and hyping it up as if, oh, I said it was going to be the Bob Dylan of video games. It feels like, I feel like um, it's something that Peter Monolu might have said yeah, about one of his Monolue, games yeah. and then that becomes the, the catchphrase yeah. for the game. And it, well, it's actually got two nails in its coffin, I think, yeah. before it's even started. So that's one nail that yeah. you did point it out. The other nail is, which we can talk about more in more depth later on, yeah. is all the resources that it clearly stole from Andromeda. Mm, interesting. Okay, that's and gonna so be to all about. the Mass Effect fans, there's yeah. a lot of hate, or there not is. hate. There's a lot of disgruntledness yeah. in discussion boards, both in the Mass Effect discussion stuff and yeah. the Anthem discussion stuff. This is going to be interesting because I don't necessarily agree with that statement. So that's going to be good to come back to. And uh, finally, at the end, we're going to talk about the future of the podcast, what we're going to do next, and yes. so on and so forth. So let's get on with the check-in then. And I want to talk about guns, guns, guns. Guns, guns, guns? Guns, guns, guns. The game Guns, Guns, Guns? No, no. Mass Effect Andromeda, Guns, Guns, Guns. Oh, cool. All right. Well, let's start with there then. Guns, Guns, Guns? Guns, Guns, Guns? Yeah, go for it. So, you know that I'm a biotic, sit back, have one pistol and one... Indeed. ...other weapon. So, I played the whole game through basically with Mm. uh, swapping a couple of assault rifles out, the Revenant, um, the Valkyrie... And another one. So I swapped mm-hmm. three assault rifles around, basically. Yep. Had the ghost existed, I probably would have been running around with the ghost because I actually quite like the ghost now. And then I had the Ushaw hand cannon that just did the mega FU yes. damage. You do like that one. So actually. I ran around with those. So I didn't I didn't play with guns. Guns didn't exist as well as I concerned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my insanity playthrough, I am picking up every gun under the sun. Yep. And so many of them are complete and utter dog shit. Yeah. Why did they put any time? Why would you put all these weapons in? When there's, they don't, a lot of them don't do enough different from the gun that's best in the mm. class mm. to warrant you using them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and Mass Effect 2 kind of knew that. Mass Effect 2 only had a few guns. Mm. Maybe a touch too few Maybe guns. Maybe a touch too few. I do agree. But this Maybe is definitely, I agree. Few. Where's the point in having two guns that are almost the same just because they've got a different name yeah. on them? And is one that- of them does 100 damage, another one does 36 damage. Why are you who's ever going to use the 36 damage gun? Yeah. That's all about min-maxing, see, at the end of the day. People just want to use... Uh, they're not. They're going to be basically the same thing. People just want to use the best gun. Yeah, exactly. Particularly you know? if you're going to make it difficult by... So, I'm, admittedly, I'm playing on Insanity. Yeah. So, I think some of the guns may be losing a bit of their oh, guns shine. Are pathetic in Insanity. That's one of my bugbears about Insanity. Yeah, okay. Well, so, I'm running around with the Ghost, yeah. which is only level 5, but yeah. I'm finding it's quite good because okay. I've, I've tricked it out with lots of mods. Okay. I'm running around with whatever cat weapon drops and I pick up and play with until I get sick of it. And so so far, every single one of them has been a dud. Mm. I haven't liked anyone. I don't find the plasma-seeking bullets to be useful enough to warrant the reduced damage that they do. Mm. Um, Mm. And then I've gone through so many sniper rifles and just, oh, on insanity, complete meh sniper rifles. Like a headshot with a a Widow Mm. level 
eight or nine widow does over a thousand damage and still doesn't kill her. A base, the most basic enemy, a headshot with a headshot is a headshot is a headshot. It's Even on insanity, one hit, like this one thing, kill. like I saw a thousand damage. That's out of that's it out of the park. Mm. But no, three quarters of his damage, and then he goes, "Oh, who shot me in the head?" Yeah, so I've yeah. been underwhelmed completely. And and the other thing, as our friend Pete from Prodromus pointed out to mm. me, there's very little opportunity to actually use the sniper rifle's advantage, which is its range. Mm. A lot mm. of it combat is close quarters combat, and they all run in. So yeah. totally underwhelmed with the sniper rifles. And the piranha shotgun, your your mm. friend the piranha shotgun, I have, yeah. I have used that, and I do see why you like it so much. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just – I'm not – Close combat, well, yeah, close quarters combat guy. So, yeah, the shotguns. I did like the Riga, interestingly enough, which shoots the lightning bolts out and completely rapes the the shields. No, the the um, remnant. Remnant. Oh, yeah, the remnant do not like the Riga shotgun at all. They don't like it. So that's really I quite enjoyed that because it's different because you could actually see its arc because it's shooting lightning. Yeah, you can see its shotgun spread. Yep. As it arcs out, and the lightning starts arcing out to the two guys next to the guy you're shooting uh, at. And so I quite like that, ooh, but of course I only picked that up off the ground, so it didn't do as much damage. Of course, because you know. Yeah, and I've just made myself. And the other thing I discovered with guns, guns, guns mm. was not a single, as far as I'm aware, not a single remnant weapon drops in the game. Which would remnant, make sense because no remnant use guns. Yeah. So the only way you ever get the only way you ever get the remnant weapons is by making them yourself. Self. And there's so many. And how? When and it costs you so much research to make them. them so and, another uh, bad decision. So I've just made the remnant yeah. shotgun. I haven't used it yet. I tr- I tried that at low level and it wasn't pretty crappy. Great. Yeah, I'm expecting it to be crappy. I'm just intentionally making myself play through with different guns. Yeah, that's a great doing idea. It on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that I probably because do I'm the doing thing. the new game plus my engineering skills are tricked out enough that I can actually mm. survive most fights with just on my skills alone. Engineering, like. Yeah, with guns, but I tr- I've been trying to use more engineering skills to get away from the biotics. Yep, and the flamethrower is cool, but completely rubbish to use on a keyboard and mouse. Oh, really? Yeah, because you've got to hold the button down. Yes. to keep using it. Yes. except that well, it doesn't it's matter. It's about to away. one, two, or three. You move your finger up. Uh, I now have lost W-A-S-D. either backwards or forwards or left or right. Yeah. And when you're up close, you need to be circle strafing or yeah, moving around. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm stuck, so I I keep pressing it. And they go, oh, it didn't do. Yeah, because any- it then resets the. Yeah. The power then resets. And so when trying you take to hold off. that, I'm like, I can't use it. It's. it's- wow. Okay. I could- okay. To be fair, I could bind it to a, a another button on key. my mouse. Yeah. And then I could do it that way. That would be okay, but still, I think that should have really been a, a toggle on toggle. Well, off, you wouldn't I mean. like the cryo beam either, then, would you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the same the deal. The cryo beam is exactly the same deal. You know. Yeah. Uh, I just want to stand there and just take the damage, but you can't on insanity because no, you're so yeah, squishy. They, yeah, they do a lot of damage to you on insanity. Which is why the cryo beam, I like the cryo beam more than the flamethrower. Okay. Because the flamethrower sets them on fire, but they don't care. They just scream at you a bit and keep shooting at you. Yeah. But the cryo beam, they get frozen and they can't yeah. shoot you no more when they're frozen. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense yeah. then. So maybe I'll bind that to my mouse button and use it. Yeah. Because I can still move around while I'm using it. Yeah. But uh, I'm a little bit... I felt much more powerful as an engineer in Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 mm. than I have felt as an engineer in yep. Andromeda. Okay. But mind you, I haven't unlocked um, that the Remnant VI that PB builds for you. That I do want to check out. I've been trying the little turret thing out. It's been, yeah, the, been nice. The turret's not, quite uh, good, yeah. but I think I found when you had the little ball that mm. shot rockets and the turret mm. in Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 
and you had your own gun as well. I felt like I was able to do more damage with that. Whereas the that's where the remnant VI and the tyrant would become yes, a good combo. Would then be respect. a good combo, yeah, yeah. I think. So I think I need to wait till I have unlocked the remnant VI before I really make up my mind. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't like invasion that much, and I don't like uh, the one that stuns them is quite good. I have not overload the other one. The one that steals their static energy and recharges your shield can yeah. stun backlash? them. Backlash, backlash. Is it no backlash? Is there? Oh. That's the shield that the biotic puts up. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, um, I can't. Anyway, that yeah. one, and yeah. then overload. Mm. So yeah. They're quite good. Yeah, yeah. But like on the guns, I was doing the um maybe I mentioned it on the last podcast, but I was doing the um the mission where you find out about exaltation at the end you fight the guy, the yes. first guy with the Orby thing. Yes. And I've got my, my you know, the the pattern down, you know, I'm shooting the orb and ducking behind, dodging the big ball thing, yep. going through the, the motions. And I looked at it and went, This is gonna take me forever. Like Fifteen minutes. Of just doing the same thing in yep. order to kill this this yep. guy and just wear down yep. um, his health. I cracked crack the shits because oh. I didn't have that much time to spend yep. just doing that. So I jumped it back to to hardcore, yep. the next level down. Waltzed in, killed him in three minutes. Didn't yep. take any time at all. It was so much easier. Well, I was I'm actually... Like, oh, well, that's... It's so like... Un- like the difficulty jump is just like yeah, well, it's well not difficult. Point, it's, it's just like point, the bullet sponge it's effect. Hit bullet sponge, yeah, goes up. But I'm I was like, gonna oh. say I actually think I was gonna ask you if they patched them to make them easier because now that I know what I'm doing with them, okay. I've actually found them heaps easier to kill on insanity. When did when did they patch them? Oh well, there's patch 1.08 out now. Yeah. So I'm I was wondering uh, if they but you're saying that it's still bullet sponge. So what I found I was doing. Mm. So I've been running around with Liam and Drac, so the two close quarters guys. And I sit there and I watch the little orb and I'm flinging my stuff at the little orb. And when mm. the little orb's just about to die, I stop shooting mm. and wait for them to kill the orb. And then I absolutely unload mm. on same, the guy. I did the same thing. And yeah. he seems to be more vulnerable to stuns and stuff. So i actually been able to take him down with just two shield drops. Yeah. So Look, I, and whereas with the biotic guy, I was having to set up biotic combos and do all sorts of stuff to take him out. So. I haven't played it in one point eight. I don't think. I think well, I haven't played in one point eight either. Was yeah. Last the highest I've played is one point oh seven. Look, so I, that tells you how I long might, it's been since I've gotten back to it. Yeah, I, I don't feel any drive to get back but, to it. Yeah. But um, I, I I might be playing crap. Maybe that's the case. I'm just not not hitting the orb properly. But I was just using like incendiary ammo with the piranha. And only like a few meters away from him, he's hiding behind a, yeah. a barrel while Drac, you know, was was tanking him kind of thing. So I don't, I felt like that tactic worked extremely well on normal, and it worked fine on hardcore. But but not too long on It just seemed to like just not do. Well, maybe I had the perfect combo to fight him because I'd hit him, yeah. I'd hit him with invasion, which increases the damage he takes, I don't and it kind of go ah, uh, yeah. and that would interrupt him resummoning his orb. Yeah. Then I'd hit him with the. Cryo beam, which slowed him down, and then I'd hit him with the overload, which stunned him briefly. So I could keep interrupting what he was trying to do. Yeah, so maybe I just had the absolute perfect combination to take him on, and then I'd fire the piranha shotgun in his face six times. Yeah. He'd eventually maybe. get the orb back up, but he only ever got to do that once. I okay. was really impressed. I thought yeah, I would struggle really badly on combo. these guys. Like maybe I'm just, okay, I'll take it back. Maybe I'm just playing badly. Well, I don't know. Or maybe I just found the perfect combo to combo deal with him. to deal with him. Yeah, fair enough. Fair I am enough. swapping my abilities out, so the next one I find, maybe I'll find it a lot harder because I won't have that same combo of abilities maybe. to use. Hmm, interesting. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about... No, we talked about the flamethrower already. That's right. I wanted to you did talk about the flamethrower already. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically to sum up my point is I'm disappointed that they made so, put so many guns in the game 
they gave you so little opportunity to actually get access to those guns to use them, and so many of them are complete lackluster and waste of time. Disappointing. Disappointing. That's just yeah, the, disappointing. the name of the game, which is why we yeah, don't want to talk about Andromeda anymore because it just feels disappointing. Yeah. It feels like a wasted... An anticlimax. Anticlimax yeah. for, for so much. Well, let's talk then about why it was so disappointing. So um, Jason, I'm going to probably say it wrong, but Jason Schreier over at Kotaku put together a great article um, where he spoke to a bunch of de- devs anonymously about what they thought went wrong with yes. the game, what, what troubles it was. Um, I thought it would take like quite a few years for us to get the yeah, like you said last scoop. last episode. I think yeah. you said that yeah. Maybe that'll be a few more years before we hear someone from the top speak like as yeah. themselves about it, honestly, yeah. rather than under an, an anonymous kind yes. of thing. Um, but uh, Reddit user um, O2Fon put together a great TLDR for us, which you know we love. Um, so they aim for the stars, but hit a wall when they realise that procedurally generated galaxy isn't fun. No. You don't agree with that? Well, I, I've actually thought long and hard about that. So finish yeah. the... I'll go, come okay, back Okay, cool, that. yeah. All right. So uh, the core pillars of their game, exploring hundreds of planets, actually flying the Tempest, unraveling the story, fell apart, and they had to pick up the pieces, which kind of falls into that first one. Uh, Frostbite does what it does really well, and open worlds are not what it does, and animations too, apparently. Yes. Uh, they, they were constantly understaffed, and the crunch hit hard. Um, Leeds left and they felt they were being uh, leached by Edmonton for their Dylan IP. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't decide on what kind of facial animation tech to use. This included outsourcing and various different technologies. Uh, the combat was the only aspect that was going smoothly along with multiplayer. The story, writing and cinematics were all behind. Um, internal reviews projected a good 80 to 85 score which they were content with until the early access happened and the gifts started pouring in. Yeah, I don't understand that 80% thing did they play a different build to give it i only the reason i would say maybe got that is because they said oh we'll have the animation like the facial yeah we'll have fixed all this stuff and if you didn't get if you didn't play it long enough to get into realizing the back half of the meta game didn't exist or wasn't very fulfilling then yes i would probably give it that sort of range but i think as i've played more and more uh, my scores have definitely gone down and down yeah i I think probably actually now you've said it's like um zero punctuation yeah. Ben. A Yahtzee. Yahtzee, yeah. He, so he said, I only, have enough, I only have a certain amount of time to play this game, so I barrel through the story, which yes. is what I've been doing on the Insanity playthrough. Yes. So I'm just barreling through the story. And actually, mm. if you just focus on the critical path, yeah. it actually keeps you rolling along really nicely yep. quite well. Yep. It's all that boring patter content yep. that, that fills you up. You get filled up on that stuff and you've had enough of the game because of all that Empty calories of filler <laughs> crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, that's actually a good point. So that may be what they all did with their preview copies is they just followed the main story, yeah. which is quite engaging. Yeah. And you don't notice how bad some of the story writing is. Like the the story writing bit that is just so hard to overlook mm. and I really have to thank the internet for pointing that out to me is when you left first land on Habitat 7, your visor cracks and you fix it up with your Omni tool, yes, and no problem there. Yes, and then the way that they kill a character off is having your visor crack. They really needed a scene in there at least to show that you use the Omni tool and it closes up all the cracks except for like one chunk, and it sort of maybe runs out of 
material that needs to use it or have something to say, yes, it can fix it, but this one is too big for it to fix. I had the no. whole thing just shatter completely well, apart. Well, or or why know. not come up with a different death scenario that your father has to save you from? Also, even better. Even better? Yeah. Even better would probably make a lot more sense. Yes, 100% agree. Yeah. That, that, I, I didn't pick that up on the first. No, neither did I because I was just enjoying the oh, ride did, yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, but yeah, really, when the internet pointed that out to me, I'm going, yeah, they're quite right. That is kind of I, I find hard it, to overlook. I find it really, really hard to believe that they didn't just have a simple stick-on patch. No, and if your Omni tools run out of manufacturing kit, what about your dad's Omni tool? Yeah, he hasn't cracked his face mask, so I can. Yeah. There's no way. There's no even in the future. There's no way they don't come out with a simple stick-on patch that you just slap on yeah, your face slap on or the whatever, face tear too. on yeah. your suit, yeah. and it just seals it. Like exactly. I mean, it's basic. They should have come up with a different. You're going to die unless your father saved you. Yeah. Sarah. Now, yeah. now we talk about more. I'm even more annoyed. Yeah. And that comes down to the the crunch that they had. The story was only written in a rush. They didn't well, have time to go back through and re rewrite it. I read on that article hmm. that it was so much not finished that they were doing things like they were changing the way an NPC looked, yeah. and it was cocking up all the animation. Yeah, regression. Because they yeah they'd programmed all the conversations with the way the NPC was supposed to. Oh, yeah. the old look. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 they hadn't even decided on what the NPCs were going to look like. and Well, I think this comes back to the first point, which is um, they realised procedural generation wasn't going to work for them. Yes. And now, I mean, they say it's not fun. I have to trust them on that because I didn't chance to play that. But Well, okay. I, I thought about that a lot because yeah. I do kind of think that flying around for no reason – onto procedurally generated planets wouldn't be particularly fun. No. I certainly don't think it would be bi- Bioware. I don't know why for one second they thought that would be a Bioware game. That that eludes me. But anyway, I thought long and hard about it, and I thought what excited me about the concept of No Man's Sky. Yeah. And what I thought was exciting was that all these planets would have all these different things for you to find and research and work out how you could combine to make stuff better. Yes. So I would have turned the game into a, a building game. Yes. Which is kind of that game is kind of hidden in Andromeda there. It still. could be there. Like it all it's all the parts are all there. Yeah, the parts are all there. But so if you just found stuff like I've got no idea what this is. Well, there's a pile of good that it's like it's looking at me. Yeah. Let's scan that. Let's find out what it does. Take a sample back to the research base. Well, I think one of the quotes was it's fun, but is it fun to do a hundred or a thousand times? Is that just it be wouldn't fun? be fun to do a thousand times. I totally agree. It would not be yeah. fun to do a thousand times. But if you landed on a, a hundred different planets and you found ninety four or ninety five different things on those hundred mm. planets, it would still be fun. Yeah. Why is Andromeda particularly not fun? Well, one of the reasons I find it not fun is because every planet you land on, you same freaking wildlife, same freaking enemies. Yeah. So that's not fun. Just recycling the same stuff. That's you don't need content. to change your tactics. The enemies don't improve. They don't start stealing your genetic identity and oh, improve my themselves. God, Pete's thing on that yeah. whole cat thing was yeah. I'm not and Mass it up Effect three did notes. it. Mass Effect 3 yeah. had the Batarians that had been uplifted and the Turians that had been uplifted. So they did it in Mass Effect 3. They did it a little bit. They did have the Krogans to get exalted. Yes. That, that was like the one and only example of that. Yes, not like, but you could have had you know, some yes. Turians in there. The, the Turians got captured and presumably because there were Turians and Salarians yeah. and Krogans and whoever else on the... Human arc, mm. there would clearly have been humans and Salarians and Krogans and Turians on the Turian arc, yep. and et cetera, et cetera. So they could have done with all of the mm. species again. And they could have had them come out later. Mm. And okay, that's the other thing. This is going back to why I love Bioware. 
in my first playthrough, I rescued the Asari arc first. So there was a whole scene of the Asari coming onto the mm. Nexus and being welcomed by the yep. Salarian leader. Yep. In Sanity playthrough, I rescued the Salarian arc first. Ah. And exactly the same scene plays out, but they're all Salarians getting ah, welcomed in. Nice. So they do the lovely touches like that. Yep. So they could have had story points where when you find out what's happening to the arc, then suddenly the new enemies from now like the genetic code, you find out that the genetic code is being stolen and that's a good point to start now. You start throwing in some cat that have got minor biotic abilities because they've got stuff from the Asari. It says in, even in the codec entries that you pick up the data pads, the pros and cons of all the races and it identifies yeah, what, and what they, they might like be able to do with them. them. So why not? Yes, why not? That? That, it's just, oh, again. The, yeah. So maybe procedural <sighs> generation could have worked in a, in a gameplay perspective, but it sounds like they also had problems with the engine being able to generate those yes. as well and make and them. And you look without. at some of the weird ass animals in No Man's Sky, oh, okay. and that would have no place in a Mass Effect game. And not like there's a story as well. Being story is that this is a, it, all the. All the people made, like the cat, the Angarans and the animals were made by the Jadan. So, yes, that has to be consistent as well. Like, yes. you have to sort of, so, but they yeah. could have, yeah. So, there are, I don't, yeah, I really think that they'd been, they were on something when they came up with the original concept because that was never going to work as a Bioware game. But I think they really did throw the baby out with the bathwater by going from 30 planets, which was the thing, down to. 30 really it's, small experiences would have yeah. been perfect and as well. then they say it went down to seven, but I wouldn't even say it went down to seven because that Turian homeworld planet, that's not, that's you can't count that. Mm. And Habitat 7, you can't count that. So it's, it's not, really it's only five planets. planets. And the planets are too big. There's too much on each planet, and we've said it before, mm. take out a, you know, Two-thirds of each of the big planets and put them on three more smaller planets. We've said it time and again. Different stuff. Yeah. So I think this I think what the problem was then is that they had an idea. It didn't work when they got to the point where they started making the game. And and they they didn't stop it right there and say, okay, back to square one, pre-production, we're going back and doing it again. They decided to plow forward. And that was it. And they couldn't see the forest for the trees. And so I think then, so like, you know, uh, their problems with the Frostbite engine was obviously yeah, troublesome. And it was troublesome again shooter. on Dragon Age Inquisition, obviously yes. had the same yes. kinds of issues with when they did theirs. Um, and, you know, things about being understaffed and stuff, I, mean, I can't speak to that. To me, that sounds like more like they don't want to throw more money at a project yeah. that's not going anywhere yeah. anyway. But I think, I think the most interesting thing was about what, what you've mentioned earlier is about did – what impact did Dylan or um, um, yeah. Anthem, Anthem have on Andromeda? And I don't think it. I don't. Do, I do not think that Anthem had a negative impact on Andromeda because you, I think Andromeda was broken as soon as they didn't go back and do their pre-production. That's it. You got a rushed game that's unpolished. But, that's what's going to be the end of it. But look at that yeah. NPC in the marketplace. Mm. He has. It's a computer-generated character who can express what's going on in his head. Like, it's it's fake. It's not real, but he uses yeah. facial cues to express what's going on in his head. Like, okay, I know I fucked up. I made a mistake, and you're going to save me. He does all of that with his facial expressions. But that's And then you look at the Andromeda facial expressions, and they're yeah. bloody automatons. So you can't tell me that the guys that animated that NPC, even if that 30... Seconds yeah. is all they've done so far. Those guys, you can't tell me that they wouldn't have made the cutscenes better for Andromeda if they hadn't been working on Dylan. 
that guy we see in that video yes. is not he's not a a, a a base made by an engine. So he's face motion captured. Uh, no, like it, well that, and maybe it's also it. Those. This is why I was about Dylan about this the video you're watching. You can't judge the visuals. No, at all. I know. Yeah, you can't. That NPC no, has had every piece yes, of, of his fake. facial tweaked. Yes. To which the is why it degree. looks so good. That's why it look. I yeah. guarantee you. Well, I can't guarantee, but I don't think they're going to look as good. No, I end. think you're probably right. Yes. It's not real. No, it's that not demo real. is that's not in a terms real of game. Visuals are not a real game. Yeah, it's not it's a real game. All manufactured. So. To make you want to play it. And as well as they've already been through all the crap of getting Frostbite to do the facial animation. Yeah. So if anything, Andromeda paved the way forwards yeah. for how Dylan oh, – uh, sorry, I keep going Dylan. Um, Anthem. Anthem. Well, what is with that name? Say that. So that's, for the, that's for the next bit. That's for the next bit. Oh, Stop my jumping your head. God. So I, I don't think I don't think that they, they may I, – I, I don't think Andromeda would be a better game. If Anthem didn't exist. Okay, if all those guys that were working on that game were instead working on Andromeda, you don't think... No, because there's I guys... I think it would have been better, but I don't think it would have been saved. Because ha- you got a fundamental project planning yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't stop and start again when they knew what they were doing was wrong. That's that, it. I 100% agree with that. You know, it needed yeah. another two years to go through all that and get it out the door. And do all the pre-production stuff Again, Properly. all over again before they started production. Yeah, I think that's I maybe I maybe as well like using the frostbite engine and trying to get it to do something that it's not supposed that's to not do. Designed to do, which we see yeah. time and again. Where I mean, look at um, Star Wars: The Republic took a garbage engine and having all sorts of problems later on down the track because they've got their fundamental basics was not the right yeah, engine for the game some, they wanted to yeah. make in the end. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, I, I've read a lot of comments of people bashing the game and saying it you know and i don't know i'm not like who the people that in um edmonton didn't want to make mass effect oh didn't they well no they said that's why it got given to a new studio because they want to do something new they want to do a new ip and start fresh they just made three of them do you really think they wanted to go back and do another one again well surely andromeda is different enough it's telling a completely different story. It's Maybe. telling a completely different type of story. I would like to hear from those guys and see what they whether they really wanted to do another one. I mean, that could be... Like they, why, why would you choose to do Destiny 3? I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Destiny 3, yeah. as opposed to a new type of Mass Effect. If you gave me that choice, surely as a program, I would choose a new type of Mass Effect. Yeah, but it's not the programmers and stuff. It's more the creative directors and things like that. And they had the proper creative directors, like the people who made some of the other games came off to do Andromeda. Yeah. Casey Hudson started off working on it, which is not the problem with the game. They went through three creative leads. Yes, yes. As well, it didn't With help completely different ideas and different concepts, and you can see that in the concept art and why yeah. some stuff got dropped because one project, one creative director said, yeah, yeah, that's great, let's go with that, work yeah. on that. And the other guy said, no, that's a waste of time. I Get think rid of that. as well, like you've got... They've, in Mass Effect, they've finally got a combat system that works in the third person that's fun to play. Yes. Maybe they wanted to take that and see where that would go in a more combat-oriented op- game as opposed to more of a single-player thing. Yeah, which- well, I, I will say this. Yeah. I will forgive them yeah. if and only if <laughs> that game has the role-playing content yep. of Mass Effect with yeah. the multiplayer capability of Destiny. All right. Then I will forgive them because right. that is a game I want to play. Let's go. Let's talk about a little bit about Anthem then. Unless you got more to say about how they messed up the game, I think that's about all I got to. No, yeah, it was the, the on it. yeah, it was. They they just messed just up. It's a typical decisions. project. 
thing where they didn't get the requirements correct. Yeah, so it's actually it wasn't a five year development cycle; it was actually an eighteen month, month development, development cycle. And fuck, for eighteen months, they put together a hell of a job. So that actually that. goes back to my issue that yeah. I said that they've actually sold us a game that they know they haven't finished. Yes, I would agree with that. And I said at that time, I said, I really hope you're not correct on that, but you are. You yeah. called it. It's unpolished. It's a rushed yeah. game. And they knew it. They and knew they it. still sold it to us. They did. They did. Mmm. Oh. Yeah. Mmm. And, you know, yeah. That's um. And they even said, oh, we're happy if it gets 80% and we'll make it better in number two. I mean, that's pretty... Yeah. It's pretty... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, man, that's just the reality of a situation, but I just... Hmm. It's a little, I find it a little bit insulting. <laughs> I do. I find it a little bit insulting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put something shoddy up this time. We'll make it better next time. I also... This is a good segue to go into the new game, yeah, but sure. I also find it a little bit insulting, and this is... I'm, I don't know for a fact, yeah. but I've got a, uh, a, a conspiracy theory kind of mind with these things. <laughs> and they said, we've already got a Mass Effect fan base. Yeah. We can take a gamble with Mass Effect because we've already got a fan base. People are already going to buy it. Yeah, okay. So we're not going to lose money on Mass Effect. So let's put our really good stuff on this new thing that doesn't yet have a fan base. I, yeah, there is, I think from a, if you're like an executive at Bioware or EA and you're thinking about where you're going to allocate Where you're going to park your next gold-plated porch. Because, I mean, when you think about it, right, okay, if the A team is Edmonton, and the yep. B team is Montreal. I know they got Austin as well. I don't know sort of how they fit in exactly. I think Austin might just be the old Republic. Okay. Maybe. Yep. I could be wrong on that. But okay. So you've got A and B. Yeah. Mass Effect's established. You've got the formula. You've got all the stuff there. It's easy to yeah. get back to the B team to say, the here's B your team... first game. Here's something that's established. Well, and, and they were already doing the DLC. Oh. Yeah. And so they've done really good Mass Effect good content. Stuff. They have well, already proven themselves. And if they had, if maybe if they gotten the people, if they got the, the requirements right, they would have made an amazing Mass Andromeda. Effect game. They just yeah. they failed at it, you know. Yeah. And I don't think that's. I think I think anyone can have a. That's yeah. Uh, it's someone's fault. Oh yeah, but definitely. I think that someone who's at fault gets paid a shitload of money. Oh yeah, a shitload, yeah, 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 of, yeah, money. shitload of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and probably doesn't be, even like gamers. It's what that doesn't. They probably don't even like gamers. No, they probably don't. I mean, seriously, who does? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, uh, what's with the name? Anthem. Just talk about the name. Actually, hang on. Wait. I, I found a. I found. This is from an article from Jewelshockers.com. Uh, we learned the name Anthem was chosen because it gives the idea of a unifying a group of people giving a sense of purpose that is bigger than oneself, that's something the Bioware would want to imbue the, no. the IP and the game with. Yeah, that's no. what it is. So it's an anthem. It's everyone coming together to create no, beautiful music. That's not what an anthem. That, that No, that's not right. I totally, <laughs> totally unequivocally disagree with that. There are so many other words that do do that. Collaboration yeah. and... Oh, I don't know. I can't even think any now. I'm so outraged by that statement. <laughs> that was with the lead developer. But an anthem is a but... celebration of what's already happened. You've already come together as a new nation. That's when you... And you want to celebrate that and you come up mm. with a flag and you come mm. up with an anthem. Yeah. You, the Star Spangled Banner didn't exist before America was already the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, all I say to the name is iPad was a crap name. Google's a crap name. There are lots of bad names oh, out there. and they I just, don't think Google's a crap name. Oh, I don't think it was particularly... It was a bit derided when it first... Was it? Okay. I, well, that's what I... Got Yahoo the and... Time. 
of Yahoo, I mean, with an exclamation point in it. Like, and ask Jeeves. You know, everyone's got their terrible yeah. names. The only, yep. you know. Uh, the only good uh, name just, out there is Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, Mass Effect's now. No, that's, Rubbish. that's in the trash, dude. The trash. Um, so I, I did learn a couple of interesting things that I was really happy about. Um, the first thing is that uh, Drew Kopeshkin, I can't oh, say yes. his last name, yes. he's writing it. Oh. He's writing, oh. which I went, that's interesting. And then I went back and had a look because I was curious at what games he'd actually worked on. So yep. he's apart from the, the Darth Bane novels and maybe the Revan novels that were really well regarded in the Star Wars universe, he wrote, was involved in writing for Baldur's Gate 2 and the expansion. Yep. Neverwinter Nights 1 and the expansion Hordes of the Underdark, which is definitely yep. the better of the two expansions. Yep. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Republic, yep. Star Wars The Old Republic, yep. Jade Empire, yep. Mass Effect 1 and 2. Which is, I mean, that's a great Amongst the resume. best content, yeah. You know, so if he's going to be involved in the writing and presumably he's going to get, like, in charge of it, yeah. I'm actually rather excited the about story the story. could be quite good. Um, you can absolutely play through the game solo. Yeah. According to the lead developer, so there will be... Yeah, you can play through it solo, yeah. Whether it's... Is it... I was going to say it's absolutely to me it means that it should be... Like I think it might be more like a, a Borderlands thing where the whole campaign is available yeah. for you and you can't have unlike Destiny you. where you can't do any of the multiplayer content single player. Ah, okay. You, okay. you can't even enter it yep. single player. Yep. Okay. So to me that yeah, so in my mind then at least like say ninety percent of the game will be available to you as a solo player. Maybe yeah. some of it will be multiple people only, yeah. which Okay, I mean, we'll have to wait and see how that all plays out, of course, but that's really nice. So the game will include a great Bioware story, in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> also giving players the freedom to tell their own story as they explore and uncover. Yeah, I didn't understand. Cover new things. I didn't understand what that meant. They're going on about that quite a bit in the. Yeah, there really isn't much about. You make your own a, story. What the hell does that mean? I mean, yeah. that's what they. That's what all the games are about. Make your own story. I mean, yeah. all, of them, all the Bioware games have got that. Yeah. Quote, unquote, make your own story. Until it comes down to an A, B, and C choice. Yeah, maybe it does game. have choices. Yeah, maybe it's got choices that you can choose to do. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think um, it looks amazing, but I guess I said, I don't think that's, that's really not real. There's no way you're going to fly through the jungle like that. No oh, way. It better, because that was the thing I was most excited about. But I, I love... I mean, when she jumped off that off that cliff and just the whole world was out there, and I'm like, I can just go and fly. And the bullet trails going underwater... Oh but that I guarantee you it's going to look a lot more like Destiny than that stuff mm. did. But Destiny, because mm. the gameplay is so good in Destiny, you don't notice that it's a little bit like you are focusing on the enemies and mm. you, you've got you've absorbed the background already. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be that. It doesn't need to be that fabulous. It can yeah. just be fabulous, not, I'm not yeah, overly okay. fabulous. It doesn't look that good. I just want to be able to jump off that that platform and just fly down to which well what I want to be able to do Mm. and this is where I'm dubious that you're actually going to be able to do it is when the guy oh so how funny was it that that whole thing was scripted yeah and yet yeah, I was clearly supposed to just be talking. I actually thought it was in-game dialogue. So did I. For three quarters so of it until I realised that, that this is actually me. supposed to be them talking. He's actually supposed to be players just having a conversation. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Where he launches the mortar and kills all those guys mm. and then runs down to finish them off and the other guys come around the corner mm. and she's got the better vantage point and so can launch a yep. missile rack. That's the kind of stuff that I would really like mm. where um, strategic mm. positioning is relevant and a different way of weaponry is yeah. relevant. Yep. And 
that, I think that would be amazing. That's what I would really hope is in it. Yeah. Because there's not so much of that in Destiny. You can okay. get you can get up high, but yeah, and they rapidly come and flush you out and it's not all that good and you can't kill them off quickly and I think um I was reading some comments, people were deriding the third person shooting aspect of it rather than first person shooter. Yeah. I'm not really Myself, I'm not really bound to either one. But when you talk about that type of stuff, like strategic thinking, you need that third you person to really get that, that wider field yeah, of view yeah, yeah, kind of thing, which makes a lot of sense then. That would be good. Did you notice, though, when that when that um, mortar went off, it deformed the ground? Yes. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah. And the heavy guy fell over. And the heavy guy? F- the, you know how they said, oh, and they've got a heavy with them? Oh, yeah. It's a lot of whatever it is. Oh, and they've got a heavy with them. And he launches his mortar and there's the big kabloom. Yeah. The heavy guy gets up. Oh. After that, so it's knocked him over onto off his feet. Excellent. Yeah, I think I think I saw that. I could. Be yeah, wrong. no, okay. But I think, I was, and that's why he runs down. He then runs down to hand to hand it. Uh, I was looking yeah. at the ground, going, "Oh my god, the ground's all like messed yeah. up from that massive explosion." Which would make explosion, sense why he's fallen over. That's something that was missing in Andromeda. I think is like destructible environments. Everything's yeah. just yep. there, you know. Yeah. Um, and that would be cool. So that was really uh, more of that sort of stuff. I mean, Frostbite can do all that because it's all in uh, in Battlefield Bad Company. Yes. Had all that but stuff. what Frostbite has proven it can't do, and I think what Anthem really, really needs yeah. is a really good user interface for customising, what are the uh, suits called, the exosuits, javelins? Javelins. So like, yeah. notice how there was nothing No about, UI. Yeah, no, no UI, UI at all. whatsoever. Whereas yeah. that could be really good if you've got a javelin garage and oh. you get equipment to equip on them yeah so I see I didn't like it when she picked up the she picked up the loot crate and it rolled and gave her the gun yeah I didn't like that at all the way that worked yeah that didn't that didn't ring my bells everything yeah. else about it did kind of ring my bells that's kind that of the um... didn't and like it said level 35 so you've just found a level 35 rifle so or that implies it probably the, comes at the level that you're currently at. Well, yeah. Or something, maybe. Yeah, but I don't no. like leveling weapons. That whole, like, what you're going to get, what you're going to get is just tickling that gambling Oh, yeah, gambling, thing, yes, which I gambling. really don't. Yeah, we've discussed that before. That Neither of us well. like that particularly. One good thing about looting, though, I noticed, group looting. The guy looted the chest and the person on the screen got 35 whatever Oh, really? Material. I thought she didn't get anything. Well, I presume it came up on her screen saying 35 whatever. I presume that was part of her... From loot. him saying, oh, treasure, yeah. Oh, treasure, yeah. Oh, I assume because we then see that thing rolling later on. That might be something different. That might be like some other some Personalized other loot. Get, loot. You know? But you didn't have to go and press a button. It just, as soon as you hit it, yeah. it just picked it up, which yeah. is what you're going to do. So that, that was a plus in my book. Yeah. Um, and, still, it's still really early days. There's lots of questions. Oh, yeah. The shared world. What's the shared world exactly? Like how well, much that'll be like Destiny is- again. Well, how does Destiny? I don't. I never played it, so I don't really. So you got a hub. You got a hub world. Yes. And you've got uh, the the problem with Destiny was the story was really really pants. Well, hopefully that's the, the story was not engaging involved. at all. Yeah. But the gunplay was really really good. It was actually the actually playing the game was really really good. Yeah. But you've got the you got this hub world where it's just like the world of Warcraft. Stormwind, where yeah. everyone's running around, dancing and jumping and going yep. to shops and stuff. Yep. And then you work out what mission you're going to go and do, and you go out in your spaceship and you go to the area to go and do it. Yeah. And you're not; it's not you in an instance. It's like, it, I guess it. I guess it is an instance, and it can hold like 50 people or something. Okay. But as you're playing through, other people will come past doing their own thing. So some of them are clearly on the same mission as you are because they're about your same level and they're going exactly the same places that you're going. So you can either run along with them. 
and you're and fighting the credit. same enemies. The yeah, same you're fighting the same world? enemies. So at you're the in same the same time. map. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then every now and then a world event will happen, or like yep. an area event will happen. Like a big dropship will come down, yep. and it'll give you the warning that this is happening. And then people will just appear out of the woodwork, and they'll start coming and combining to do this okay. so event. It's, so it's a it's a persistent world, like an MMO, then where you've got, you know, yeah, like there's an area there you can go do missions into. It's yeah, yeah. Another be other, there and stuff. another person kill the guys that you're trying to kill. kill so you've yep, got to yep. you got to hang around, wait for them to respawn, and now yep. you can kill okay. them. All right. So I think there might be there might be more like Borderlands then, where you have your own private version of the game, and people jump into that version of the game. Yeah, that's what it looked like when that storm thing hit. Yeah. But that could I think you can also do that in Destiny when you just get invite people to join. Yeah, I guess the difference is I'm thinking like in in Borderlands. Your story progression is saved to that particular character. Yes. Not to the map of the world. Not to the map of the world. Yeah. But, and then no one else can come into it unless they are invited into it. Yeah. Kind of thing. And there's, so there's, it's not like an MMO where the maps are just always there with people always mm, in them and you can always, join them yeah. into them. Yeah. So I think that maybe it's not going to be persistent. It's going to be more like the Borderlands version shared. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm dubious to that. But yeah, I, mean, I, lo- I looked a l- for around for a lot of information on it and I couldn't find any. I think it'll probably just details. have fast respawn rates and stuff. Like that big gorilla thing that they ignore. Yeah. If someone had just killed that big gorilla thing, you probably only have to hang around. See, but, but if it's a solo game, right? If it, is, if it can be mostly all solo, then it won't work in a persistent world anymore. I don't think. Well, I, I played Destiny. I, I almost played all of Destiny solo. Yeah. So I know I would just have to wait when there was mm. guys that I had to kill. And mm. someone said already just killed them, I just had to wait around. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to kill uh, them. I'm, yeah. The other thing I noticed as well, like he says, this will be a waste of resources for this fight. Yeah, well, so we want to use all our supplies on this guy. Yeah, so that, that's interesting. If it's going to be, I, I don't know, maybe you've got to buy missiles for your mortar. Or that would be whatever, cool. Or, you know, that would actually be cool. So it's yeah. Technical. If, if they were really, really limited, but they did absolutely astounding damage, mm. I would be prepared to have that trade-off. Got to use consumables, Tony. Yeah. No, but if it's like that, be fine. like mortar shells to yeah. use your mortar, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I'm specifically going, I'm going to use my mortar, I'm happy that I've only got five mortar shells that I can use it with. But if it's I'm just going to add cold ammo to my gun that I'm already shooting, mm. don't give me those kind of consumables. I don't want those. <laughs> I don't want that kind of consumable. <laughs> give me a mod that I put in my gun that makes my bullets cold. And every bullet I fire is cold. Happy with that. But don't give me a consumer that gives me two clips of cold bullets. I don't want that. <laughs> Fuck Fair that enough. shit right out of my game. Actually, in the Insanity playthrough, I'm noticing that's really limiting. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, because you're just I'm still not using consumer. I'm still not using them. <laughs> I'm not using them. But you chew through them so fast, it's like, oh, I'm going to run out. Yeah. It's so yeah. many. And that's why I never use them. Yeah. So you, you why? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hoarders don't like those things. <laughs> I may need them later. Something may be slightly more difficult later on. And they'll have used them all on this stuff that I could have got through without using them. Oh, no. You never know. You don't know that. Uh, Yeah, so I'm I'm interested in it, at least. I mean, I I didn't play Destiny, so I don't have that. I've already played this game before. I've never played it before. And when I heard that Drew was doing the story, I'm like, well, I'm probably going to get a good story out of it. Well, you don't even have that long to wait, do you? Isn't it? 2018. Autumn 2018, so that's like spring that. for us. So probably end of the year then, but then they push it back a couple of times. They'll push it back. They'll, They'll push, it push it back. back. Yeah, well, no, they already have pushed it back. Well, push it back more then. Because it was going to be released this year. 
Okay. And then because of Andromeda, they because of the release of Andromeda, they've actually pushed it back to spring, sorry, autumn 2018. I wonder if that's uh, because they want to make the game better or because they want distance between <laughs> That's actually either. a good point about um, with Andromeda. The fact that you could gif the problem with the game in the animations and stuff yes. would really hurt it. You can't yes. gif lack of metagame in the back half of the game. No. You can give funny eyes. An and eyeball goes, rolling. And that goes yeah, and viral and that's it. Everyone's decided. And the crab walking stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, the crab walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was just, yep. that's that's dangerous. So that's why I worry about the Bob Dylan of gaming becoming a meme. Yes. And everyone just used that to And everyone will say the Bob, everything that's wrong with it, they'll put up with the Bob Dylan of gaming. Yeah, that'll be it. And they'll have like stoned Bob Dylan or. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I like it. I, I'm okay. Oh, we'll, we'll definitely keep our eyes peeled. After all, Bob Dylan ruined the Beatles. Bob Dylan? I thought Yoko Ono ruined the Beatles. And Bob Dylan got them onto drugs. Apparently, so oh, really? the so the stories say. Oh, I hadn't heard that before. Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. Oh, okay, okay. Although some people would say that that phase was their best, most creative phase. So oh. maybe Bob Dylan made the Beatles. Jeez, uh, we've opened a whole new can of worms. worms. I don't, Let's I don't move know off. About Let's move off Bob Dylan and the Beatles. It's a bit before my time. Uh, good times. So uh, yeah, talking about the future. Yes. Podcast next. The what? future of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, we started this off as because we were huge Mass Effect fans when we when we worked together, um, and we talk about Mass Effect. And we spend half of the day at work talking about Mass Effect. Yeah, it's productive use of our time. <laughs> so when the new one came out, Tony's like, "Hey, uh, we need to do a podcast on this. It'll be super cool to get talk to you again because we don't work together anymore um, about the new Mass Effect game." I'm like, "Sure, I you know edit podcasts as part of my job, so putting together a podcast, boom, no problem." And I like to talk. Well, obviously, you like to talk. <laughs> Uh, uh, so we're like, yeah, let's do it. So we just started talking about Mass Effect. There wasn't really any more thought put into it no, apart from that. That was a thought. And yep. I guess I, from my, I presumed we would have more to talk about the game, but as we spent this episode talking about how pants it is yes, in some respects. It does get a bit boring talking about how pants it was. Yeah, and I don't want to make a podcast just us ripping yeah, the game. Up because we've even other. missed things like the, the brilliant the movie night. Sequence. Uh, yes, I never got that. I never finished the first oh, quest you never, for it. I did no. finish the quest for Movie Night. And so there is good content. There's like yeah. gems hidden in there. But yeah, it's like you always remember your last bad experience. Yes. You don't remember your last good experience. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's it. So we're going to move the podcast on to alternate a, directions. Into alternate, alternate directions. Different games. Be the same sort of yeah. stuff, talking about the same sort of things, just different games. And we'll just move through the different ones as they come out. Uh, or go back into older ones. The ones and, that we've missed. Yeah. yeah, indeed, indeed. So the first shift we're going to make is moving on to the Dragon Age Inquisition DLC because neither of us, have, we both finished the main game, but we never went back and did the DLC. Yep. And apparently there's some really good stuff. Well, apparently the last DLC yep. is actually finishes a story and everyone says this should have actually been the end of the game. Ah, see, now I've got to play that. DLC, yeah. That's so how many, there's three DLCs? Really good. So there is the Avar one, yeah. where you go with the barbarians and you kill something. Okay. Then there's the Descent, I think, is it, where you go to back to old school uh, Dragon Age and you're killing the Darkspawn mm, in nice. the tunnels okay, underground. Yeah, sure. And then there's Trespasser, which is the last. So yes, there's three, three? bits of okay. story content, I'm pretty sure. All right. And there may have been another couple of other content, which is just more gear and... 
yep. stuff. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, there's three bits of story content to play through. Cool. So there'll be and, two crap DLCs and one good one then. And Trespass is really good, apparently. Trespass is supposed to be really good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So I think next episode we'll do um, a little bit of a Dragon Age retrospective like we did with Mass Effect, talk about the franchise as it's been because um, I've I've played a lot of Origins. I only played through number two once. Mm-hmm. I've played a lot of number two, number and I never finished Origins. See why? I started uh, Origins three times. Yeah, and I've never commit. I never. I've never finished it. We talk about that. Yeah, uh, I played through Inquisition once because it's such a huge. I played through game. Inquisition twice. Twice. Yeah. Is it worth playing through again? Is it that much? Difference? No, I I Mass Effect Andromeda Insanity played through it. I just yep. did just the critical the path story. and made a couple of decisions where I wanted to see what the alternate choice was. Yep. So I've played through them. I actually enjoyed my second playthrough of. Inquisition, yep. much more than I'm enjoying my second playthrough of Andromeda, which is interesting. Mm. I'm playing through the last time I sat down in front of Andromeda, I remembered all the stuff that I wanted to find out what the alternate choice was, like when you go to the planet that you didn't go to, the desert planet, Arrakis, and you've got to rescue the drive core, and you can choose to give the drive core to the Krogan, yep. or you can choose to keep the drive core for yourself. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I wonder what the alternate choices do. Yeah. And then I thought, but do I really want to play through all that content again? And I decided I didn't want to play through all that content mm. again just to find out what that alternate choice was. Choices. So that's really disappointing that that's happened to me. I was really disappointed that I felt that way. Have you noticed, did you, um, uh, like with the com- speaking of like different choices, with the conversations... Um, I picked like left hand side on my first playthrough, yep. and this time I'm picking the right hand side playthrough. Yep. And I'm not finding that much difference in my rider. Like I think when I played Mass Effect, the two extremes you played it, you were different. You were yeah, like yeah. one was an evil bastard, yeah. and one was like this holier yeah. than now, you know. And like even in Dragon Age Origins, because I've dipped a little bit back into that again. You can be a very different person where you pick like because I mean it's not, it doesn't have a conversation well it's the old yeah. star one two three four but yeah. you can be very different um, uh, Grey Wardens commanders yeah. you know in that game but I'm not finding that in Andromeda either it's very feels like it's yeah. very it wants you to sensey. go in a specific direction and yeah. so occasionally who the person you're talking to is surprised or insulted. Yeah. or whatever of what you've said, but only very occasionally. It doesn't matter which of the four you choose. Yeah. The outcome's still 99.9% okay, the same. It's- no, it's not just you. I noticed the same thing as well. And I'm actually intentionally trying playing a different character, and I'm finding I... The whole point of that tree was so you didn't feel locked in to choosing always up or always down. Yeah. Um. So I've found there are a couple of places where I've, Forgotten which choice I made, and I've tried to make the opposite choice, and I've actually made the same choice. Ah. So it is. I think they needed to make the conversations more. You need to. You needed. You personally mm. needed to be more invested in the conversation, and so you knew how your writer was going to react to that conversation, rather than just making a choice for the sake of making a choice. choice. I do kind of like that they've extracted any gameplay benefit from. Always making one specific choice. Yes, definitely. The like only that. benefit is the codex entry, the, your psychological profile. Oh yeah, Which that's is... the only that's the only benefit. But then that of course makes me want to go and choose different things to see how the profile changes. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Which yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to do, but it no. makes me want to know that. But yeah, I the conversation tree is kind of lost a little. Not bit. Not as good as no, it's lost you know, a little bit because. I think- 
Yeah. I think adding the fourth option actually made it well. Maybe it's just because it was they plot the story so quickly. Yeah, because it was rushed. So they, they couldn't do really... the massive dialogue trees that they do. Yeah, the, apparently the Mass Effect Three dialogue tree was insane. Yeah, because they had all these choices that then link back to what choice you made in Mass Effect Two. And yeah, yeah, I can't so. even begin. To, I mean, I remember seeing. Um, uh, Telltale do all those uh, choose your own adventure yes, kind of yes, yes. games, yep. and I've I've seen some behind the scenes of the trees they've got for that, yeah. and it's just this mass of red lines. Yeah, it's just yeah, absolutely yeah. this leads to this leads to this leads to this. Whereas I think Andromeda is much more one line with an occasional you know, dead end. Yeah, that okay, you get this response from this character instead, but then it'll still go back to here, back to here, and keep going. Like, like I've yeah. had Jal say some funny things to me the second playthrough when I okay, like Cora told me that she. She prefers hot dogs to tacos. That was quite amusing. She didn't say that, but she talked about how an Asari Huntress hit on her and she said she yeah. wanted to chick. Yeah, yeah, I know, because I tried to hit on her with okay. a female writer and she, so you heard it she as rebuffed well. me yeah. as well. But she know. does it so well. She does it much better than Ryder does it. When Ryder tries to dump someone, it's so awkward. Yeah. But when Cora just says, no, nah, I'm not interested, she does it so classily. I was yeah, very impressed. I actually got – I was really surprised uh, in my playthrough, Jarl, when I finished his loyalty mission – try to get something started with me and I'm like, I didn't even hit the romance button once with you, I didn't think. So yeah. why are you trying to... Why are you to... flirting with me? Yeah, and I it was pretty brutal. It was like, boom, no, like... Yeah, shut down. Shut down, done. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Oh, all right. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's mm. oh, on my first playthrough. So I flirted with PB, I flirted with Cora, and I flirted with Vetra. Yeah. Then I decided that because the internet told me that the best romance scene was Cora's romance scene, I thought, well, I'm going to uh, – yeah, I want the best, so I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. And I kind of like Cora as well. I use yep. her a lot because I like their powers. Yeah. And so I just followed the Cora line to its conclusion. And then what was weird was PB and Vetra just didn't ever mention it again. Like I could still do their scenes, yep. but the scenes played out as like a best friend. Scenario. Oh, okay. It was really weird. But then apparently if you actually go and do their scene and dump them, it's really, really awkward. And so I went and looked it up on the internet and, yeah, it is. It's hilarious. He really, it? really awkwardly dumps them. But the game doesn't make you dump them. The game doesn't oh. even acknowledge that you've made a choice of one person over another. Oh, so they just opened it all up. Oh, see, I didn't really uh, – because I'm – because I <laughs> – this is silly. This is just shows you about me. I almost always pick the female protagonist. Yes, as an option, but yeah, being a straight male, I don't really feel comfortable romancing guys, particularly. Yeah. No, apparently that's that's actually mentioned on the internet. So that's Is it? So actually like, not that weird, apparently. Okay, so then only be one option to romance. I either could do PB or Vetra, and I don't really find or Suvi. Could I do Suvi? Suvi. No, 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 she's yeah. too she's too religious for my liking. I just uh, I can't even go there. So I dissed her religion straight away, but she's option. still hot for me. <laughs> she's still hot for you. Yeah, my female rider. She's still hot yeah. for my female rider. Oh, maybe I should have done Suvi. So, and you could have done yeah. you could have done PB Suvi, Vetra, or the newscaster. Oh, the newscaster. She's as well. also a man. I was like, I just went. I just presumed there'd only be one option. So, no, our PB's four. Okay, that's fine. And that's why the people who wanted male male relationships were really upset. Oh, really? Because there isn't because many. there's Gil. Yeah. Which is apparently really kind of lame. Okay. And I think that's. 
I don't know. That's like there's not I a guess lot. You can romance Jarl. I don't know. Well, now you can yes. romance Jarl. That's added in. Oh, okay. So there was a little bit more outrage because of people that cracked into the code, found out that that was actually written in there already. Like three quarters of it had already been written into the game already. Oh, really? And they decided to take it out. Well, because they ran out of time. Yeah, and so they've written it back in now okay. with the latest patch. Ah, so, I see. I yeah, see. but they said that's for the people. For the and. It said for people who want male-male relationships and for the percentage of women who want to play a male writer but can't quite bring themselves to romance a female, female character. Yeah. So it actually was in the okay, article. So you're not the only one that feels so like that. Now then. Yeah. You don't need to feel so weird. Uh, I do funny. feel weird hitting on the blokes I, as a female writer. I do kind of feel weird. Yeah. You know, but even more weird when I'm playing a male writer hitting on the male guys. Then yeah, it doesn't really. It feels even weird. I couldn't bring myself to flirt with Liam. Yeah. I am glad, though, that those options are all there so everyone gets to enjoy. Yes, I think it's great. No, I 100% cool. agree with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Garen's too weird looking underneath there. I don't know if I – and same with Tyrion's. It's too no, different. I can't No, I this. want to know what those things do. Yeah, yeah. Those head, is. those head side a- things that go into their clothes—they're <laughs> covered pr- on purpose. I want to know what those things do. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not aroused by the Angaran physique. The key sort of thing. They're the Turians. Turians are way too, too well, bony. Like, how do they kiss? They've got these. They don't have skin. Well, they They've don't. got a carapace, and you do a runoff with Vetra, and you hear wet kissing. Vetra can't kiss you. She's got Lots a carapace on her face. Lots of tongue. Getting out there. No, it's lips. It's lips, lips. kissing. So either writer's very, very sloppy kisser. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't, I, I don't understand how the Turian human stuff goes on. We really need some Krogan human action. That's what I want. No, I love. There's one. There is one somewhere in the games where the Krogan says a human would never survive. <laughs> I thought that is really cool (laughs) to put that in there. We're not even going to bother because because the humans would never survive. Yeah, I can can believe it. Yeah, yeah, man. And they're not small, that's for sure. Jesus. I thought that was very cool. Too funny, too funny. All right, so crack out your Dragon Age. If you're a fan of the Dragon Age series, if you're not, then come back in like six episodes and we'll be doing another (laughs) game. So you can join us back then if it's not your thing. I understand it's not always the same. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to – I've played a fair chunk of Dragon Age Origins, actually. As soon as I started playing it again, I'm like, I love I love this thing. Oh, well, I've just um, been replaying the Felicia Day Dragon Age 2 DLC, which I yeah. picked up with my Microsoft points for free. That's got the – And it's um, pretty cool having Felicia Day chatting away. mages in that one? Is that the one? We no, you go to the France place. The France place? Yeah. Oh, okay, Olay. Yeah, Olay, yeah. You oh, go, I thought the one with the, the Quarian Mages. Which, is, there, is that the Canari Mages. Canari Mages, yeah. The Canari so. Mages are in the main story for Dragon Age 2. Oh, You rescue they? a Canari Mage. That's one of the major story points. Oh. Have yeah. I not played the... Oh, okay. Obviously, I need to go back and play some Dragon Age 2. Yeah. We're familiar with myself about what the hell happened in that one yeah. again. Um, yeah. That's... Uh, and the best cool. thing, yeah. the best hmm. thing about Dragon Age... The banter is so good oh, in Dragon Age. The party banter is really good. Once I got Morrigan and Alistair in the party again, and those two start going uh-huh. at it, I'm like, ah, oh, I just. Uh, and then he, I picked up. I, went, I did all the DLC bits first, and I picked up Shale, and yep. and it's like super dry with its humor as well. Yep. And yep. you know, ah, uh, I um. Yeah, the banter is definitely... It's really good. On, and Farrakh in Dragon Age 2 and Dragon Age 3. Yes. And the 
gay wizard in Dragon Age Inquisition. He is really good banter. He's got wonderful banter. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember what his name is now, but he's a very good character. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking forward to touching stick with the Bioware, Bioware theme. Yes. Yep. All right. And we'll do the Inquisition DLC. Yes. But a retrospective first. Mind you, I got Inquisition as well. Again, I downloaded it, so I might just jump back in and just have a look around, see about the main the main story again too. Yeah. Just don't spend any time in the hinterlands. Just got to plow through. Oh it. no. So, yes. Don't look at the icons. Don't look at the icons. Yeah. Ignore them. Ignore them. Until next week. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favourite podcast on the internet.